Hey, Jake, I like video games. Well, hey, Tony, I like video games, too. Well, welcome, everybody, to the second annual international Hey, I Like That Game Awards. Here they are, those great video games. It's beautiful. That is so beautiful, touching, emotional start to the second annual international. To this emotional year where we've just needed video games so badly. Right? Honestly, like 2020 has been um, one of the, like, if it... If if I wasn't very close to video games before, I got mm. much closer after this past year. My God, um, yeah, oh yeah, and uh, like especially when we get to our our multiplayer game, like that was so hard to narrow down because like this mm-hmm. year more than any other year, I have been leaning hard on yeah. multiplayer games. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're not the only ones that have retreated into a lot of video game spaces. Uh, this year to deal with, you know, the nonsense of, of 2020. Um, <laughs> nonsense of it. That's a, that's a gentle term. But yeah. this was, a, I mean, there was some interesting stuff that happened this year. I mean, personally, you got married. I, I've gotten engaged. Um, we did our charity stream this year. Yeah, so, so we did the charity stream uh, where we raised $3,528 uh, for, for NAMI. Un- unbelievable that, that was such a great experience so cool we started our weekly super smash ultimate tournaments try hard tuesday we built up a little like discord community which we'll have a, a link in the show notes if you want to jump in there it, like we made 15 episodes this year mm-hmm. we we did a lot we're both like you know starting new parts of our career too and i got personalized like it's like a uh, a lot of cool stuff happened this year a lot of shitty stuff happened but oh yeah um, a lot of shitty stuff oh yeah i and heart goes out to anybody who's lost mm-hmm. anybody to this pandemic my god mm-hmm. it's the worst but you know we're here to keep things positive that's what our show's all about and we're giving out six awards this year just as we did last year those awards are most played game game of the year 2020 so the the best game uh that came out this year uh multiplayer experience of the year uh game we're most excited for favorite game of the year so any any video game any time period your favorite game of the year and then our favorite podcast episode uh those are the categories they're in the winners have been chosen now you get to find out (laughs) <laughs> Jake, let's start with you. Uh, we're going to start with most played game of the year. What, what do you got? So uh, for all the categories, we have a runner-up and a winner. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I have a few honorable mentions for some categories. Yep. So this, my runner-up, was actually surprising. I didn't even really think about it until I was going over my, my Steam records. Because I thought a different game would be here. But it actually... Uh, ended up pulling ahead with a lot of early in the year uh, pre-pandemic gameplay. Uh, so my runner-up is Slay the Spire, Ooh. the roguelike deck-building game. I think had its full release in 2019 or 2018, even. Um, but I first started playing it in January, and it pretty hardly dominated my my life. Um, at least till till Monster Train came out. Keep that in mind. It's coming up later. But Slay the Spire is a, a very, very fun roguelike, very repeatable. It has a uh, steeper difficulty than Monster Train, and I'm sure some of the other roguelikes that will be brought up brought up later in this episode. But it's very solid, very replayable. I like the different characters and how they all have very unique play styles um, from each other and also from run to run. So Slay the Spire, very good game. Played a lot, liked it a lot, but far and away, my most played game of 2020 has been Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Yeah! Uh, so, I I love Age of Empires a lot. It's a game that I've enjoyed for a while, but never really, really gotten into until we found ourselves inside for a long period of time and we're playing a lot of video games. And uh, Definitive Edition is a it brought a lot to Age of Empires which Age of Empires 2 which was already uh one of the indisputable classic kings of RTSs 
and it's been modernized not only with its presentation but also just like certain gameplay loops it's gotten steady support since its release in november of 2019 and it's been great to see it just get that kind of love get a good amount of community engagement and i personally spent a good amount of time like learning how to play that game well i mean i'm not great um, I've tried playing against other humans online, and I, it doesn't yeah, go super luck. great yeah. all the time. Good. That's that's like trying to play somebody in a fighting game randomly online. You just yeah. get smoked. It's, it's hard, get but smoked. I've I've played a lot of it uh, myself. I've played a lot of it with friends, and it is easily my most played game of 2020. Age of Empires oh. 2 Definitive Edition expansion coming out early next year, so it's gonna it's gonna roll into 2021, I think too. Yeah, Lords of the West comes out uh, in January. Check it out wherever fine video games are sold. Um. <laughs> Get it at your, your, uh, local, your local target. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. What about you? What, about you? what, are, your, what are your highest played games? I'm curious to see what you've got here. Okay. So I have a winner, a runner-up, and then like an honorable mention. Uh, so my runner-up is Ring Fit Adventure. Ooh. So I played a lot of Ring Fit Adventure this year. I think um, somewhere around 70 to 80 hours. Um, Jesus, that's a very good game to have in your most played games category. So so that's <clears throat> that's why this I really wanted to talk about. This is the second year in a row of talking about Ring Fit Adventure. I, I am such a big fan of this game, especially when a pandemic hits, You know, when you literally can't go outside, when you're encouraged to stay indoors for the betterment of society. This game allowed me to do that without one gaining a lot of weight and going insane mm-hmm. too um it it is a wonderfully designed video game that um really encourages you to keep coming back um it keeps adding mechanics on like i i was i played like 40 hours of that game before some new mechanics unlocked you know like that's really cool you know they they jam a lot into this game and uh, the adventure mode is good. Like the sets that you can make, like the custom workouts you can make with it are, are wonderful. Um, I mean, I got into the, like one of the best shapes I've ever been in in my life you know, before my wedding, a hundred percent because of ring fit adventure. It's that game's incredible. It was a big part of our uh, charity stream too. You know, I had to, it do, was. Like, a hun- had to do a hundred and some odd squats. You did a um, lot of squats there. <laughs> a lot of squats. And like, you know what? I was, I was afraid. I was afraid of that challenge uh, going into the, the stream. Cause like I knew it was going to be a lot and like squats are not my strong suit. Like I've never had really strong legs. And after we did that, I was like, to- like I was fine. I was like, Oh yeah, I've been, I've been working out a lot with Ring Fit, and it's getting me in good shape. Now, I've kind of fallen off in the recent months uh, playing Ring Fit, uh, starting a new job, and like you know, new morning routines kind of uh, conflict with that. But like, I'm ready to jump back into Ring Fit Adventure and have it be like a part of my life again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic yeah. game. And I Absolutely. picked it up this game. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I don't. I've had a lot more tough time like staying engaged with it for a long period of time. I'm just going to keep blaming the dog for that until uh, until it, I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> right. Like the, the thing the thing that I loved about this game the most was like when it was a part of my morning routine. Like first thing I wake up, I go downstairs. I do Ring Fit Adventure for like 45 minutes while I'm listening to the podcast. You know, get like getting uh, listening to the daily or like you know some sort of news show to kind of get mm-hmm. me caught up on the day and like have a delightful little workout. It was it was so good. So good. Ring Fit Adventure. That is my runner-up for most played. My most played is Monster Hunter Iceborne. Monster oh, Hunter World. I was Iceborne, I was I wondering if it was gonna be Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean this this is Monster Hunter comes up again. <laughs> like it was in my most played last year, and yep. <laughs> it turns out most played this year. Like so I have like three hundred hours in that game. Um, and I guess like there are other games that I guess I could say technically I put more hours into, but like when I get engaged with Monster Hunter, I'm in there for like 30, 40 hours at a time. Like mm-hmm. This game sinks its hooks into me and, in all the best ways, and and I love it. Like All the awesome stuff that I loved about Monster Hunter World, the original, they made better in this expansion. They added a shit ton more monsters. They added uh, new mechanics with the Clutch Claw that literally changed like the balancing of every single weapon in the game. So it's like... 
oh man, I really don't like lance, let's say, as a weapon. Um, I find that that style like really boring and you know not as engaging. Well, the clutch claw ability that they added changed a bunch of things and made it more fun, you know, more effective. So it's like it gives you reasons to, to mess with the weapons more on top of new monsters, which means new gear. And then on top of that, they added the guiding lands, which is like almost like the chillest way to play that game because like you don't have to go on individual missions. You're just running around in this big map that's spawning in monsters. So you can just hunt continuously and like hang out with your buddies. You know, that's, like I, that's so cool. That's something that I think would add so much to that game. Yeah. I mean, like um, I, I've talked about this before on the show, but like the, these like social, um, these, these social games that are not, quite social games like destiny 2 is what i've heard from so many people that the gameplay itself is fun and engaging but you can kind of make it routine and you can run those strikes and those missions you know without even looking so it ends up being i'm gonna go play with my friends and just talk about our days and have conversations like that's what monster hunter that's like a space that that game uh occupied for a long time this year and it's great you know it Monster Hunter is amazing. I cannot wait until the next one comes out on the Switch. I feel like a lot of my friends are going to get that game, and we'll have a bunch of people that can all play together. And I'm so looking forward to that. Um, Monster Hunter, fucking great. And my most played game of the year. My runner-up is a game that we're going to talk a lot about in our next category for Game of the Year 2020, uh, and that game is Hades. I put, like... 90 hours into Hades this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's like not counting the hours I put into it when it was in early access too. Cause I, cause I had the, so Hades came out 1.0 this year. So that's why it, I guess it kind of counts for, yeah, we're counting that. Yeah. That's, that's an important precedent that needs to be set before we get to other categories real quick. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, okay, we'll, we'll just state it right now just for the record. When a game hits 1.0, that's when it counts for that year of release. Like, Boulder's Gate, like, we could talk about it here, but it's, like, it couldn't be up for game of the year until it hits 1.0 and it's out of early access. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, game of the year 2020. That's the category. That's where we're That's where we're on. We're moving on. We're, we're past most played. We're, so, congratulations to the most played game. So, uh, game of the year 2020, uh, I... Hades is my game of the year 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes, Hades is my game of the year. It's so, so good. That game is so good. It's so good. Like, we've talked about it numerous times on this podcast. Like, I don't know how much more I want to, like, rehash everything about that game, but it is um, very well crafted. Super Giant Games, again, may, they make the, the, most, uh, the most fun gameplay experiences. I adore their games and this is their best one mm-hmm. and it's like almost endlessly replayable like it's it's such a good combination you know uh the thing about their games is they make some of the best music art style and like engaging worlds in video games like on on the scale of game that they're making you know like on a, like a, an a indie size scale mm-hmm. they make some of the most engaging stuff but a lot of their games before this didn't have a lot of replayability. Like Pyre had some, but not not a ton. But this one, man, I oof. mean, it, it is it is a roguelike, so like inherently it is pretty replayable. Each of the weapons just feels so fun, and each one has its own like variations that you unlock later in the game that don't completely change the gameplay style, but change it enough where each run with a different unlock of that weapon feels unique and fun and all the different ways the upgrades interact with each other, you always feel very, like, powerful, but in a different way every time. Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a game that is not only fun because it's a roguelike, it is, you couldn't design it any other way. Like, the way that they built their story and, like, how all the systems, like, intertwine it's it's like everything is um, so well thought out and cohesive. It's a very mm-hmm. cohesive game. Um, yeah, and like with the I, way the story progresses, like through a roguelike, is so 
is so interesting and cool, and I think they have a good amount of levity in there because the super gi- super giant games, like especially like Bastion and like especially Transistor, can be very like serious and yes. kind of almost like emo in like a weird kind of quasi edgy way. But they yeah. temper that in this game by having the characters just be a bit more, but maybe like being a lot more personable and well, kind of like they- funny and charming. Absolutely. And they chose the exact right um, setting for that. You know, having this be about the pantheon of gods mm-hmm. and all these different unique personalities, like it, it allows them to have, you know, uh, comedy relief characters and your self serious ones. I mean, like Hades himself is the most self serious guy, um, but it makes sense, you know, because they, that he, they make him to be this stoic god that um has the, the shittiest job on the planet um, yeah and then like his like, own kind of like personal trauma fits in well with that too and it's like fun yeah. to see him kind of sh- not like shed that necessarily but like have it get context and then morph like your perception of it morphs because of that context yeah yeah it's um it's fantastic it's such a fantastic game and like to make like connections to uh monster hunter a little bit in my mind like monster hunter one of the um the core feelings in that game is like feel like knowledge is power and like learning things about the world and then you get these like cool benefits from it like you learn in monster hunter how to fight an anginath and by the time that you figure that out, it's like the first big gameplay like gate that you pass through and then you fall like you fell a dinosaur and that looks cool and that's like impa- like powerful. Mm-hmm. But then there are several other gates that you have to kind of pass through uh, to kind of test your skill. And once you're able to get past that, it unlocks a bunch more you can do in the game in terms of like your own physical skill, like your own like way of like beating enemies or like completing objectives and Hades does that so well there's like very distinctly in my mind three times where I felt like I got substantially better once I figured out like one or two things yeah you know and it's like slowly builds like that and then you get like a like at least for me I got like a burst of progression uh from beating the game you know like four or five times in a row like figuring out okay here are the weapons here are the boons that i'm very good with that i can take down these bosses and once you start piling up those wins and unlocking more stuff and like building that confidence then you start messing with other weapons and it's just like ah the game is like all about getting stronger and it really does a fantastic job of making you the player feel that as well yeah and once you kind of like get to those those skill barriers or like kind of understand those mechanics deeper in the game like start landing like backstabs for extra damage more learning the right interactions like later in the game even when you're turning on the like the modifiers that make the game more difficult also this game lets you like custom select your own modifiers to make subsequent runs more difficult which is just such a good idea for a game like this but like you'll end up winning about or clearing about as often as not. Yeah. Kind of like a late game in this. And that's a really great balance in the game where you do always feel like powerful. If it's like a run is pretty bad, like you know it's salvageable. It's never like you're locked out or like you need a hard reset after a certain amount of time because you just like know for sure you're not going to be able to clear it. Like the skill ceiling is there. Yeah. You're always like one boon or one hammer upgrade away from like turning your whole run around yeah like, there was there have been times where it's like okay this this opening set of boons are, are kind of shit but then it's like oh this one boon came up where uh i do more damage if i have a lot of gold huh if i just commit to that let's see what happens and then like all of a sudden you're doing ungodly amounts of damage and you're like what how is this even possible and like you would have never thought to do that unless mm-hmm. like you're kind of put in the situation where you 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 understand what you can and cannot go for man the game's so good it's, it's so really, good yeah i mean I, it, not to bury the lead that's also my game of the year in case you couldn't yeah. tell by all the talk we've had of it thus far listener <laughs> yeah we um jake and i don't often agree on video game stuff but um <laughs> this is one this is one where yeah unanimous <laughs> unanimous 
decision. This is the game of the year. Uh, did, like, you, did you have a runner-up for this year? Yeah, my runner-up is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that game, and I, I've been having a lot of arguments about this game with, with my friends. Um, a lot of people talking about how, like, well, this game's actually not that great, because what I wanted was, like, I wanted the original game just remade. And it's mm-hmm. like, I hate that I hate that argument. Because I don't like why that. Would you, if you want to play that game, go play that game. Like, this is a, a, this is a very well-done remake that takes all the tenets of the original game learns from it and does it better like i don't know if this game will ever be finished i don't know if the next half of this game sucks and ruins the first half like it doesn't matter (laughs) but the game name final fantasy 7 remake was very good and Mm -hmm. it, it one of the best jrpg battle systems i've ever played period mm-hmm. yeah uh, it fits in the like rpg progression style and melds it well with uh kind of like a character action game where you don't have to like have those same like twitchy reflexes as like a normal character action you still need like rpg well but you can right. kind of like tri- navigate your way out of tricky situations and like your own gameplay style will change depending on the needs of the battle um, and it integrates those two types very well. And yeah, I think it's what Final Fantasy has been striving for for a long time. They've really started to nail with the uh, 7 remake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great game. I also really like the story. I'm very um, excited for what the future may hold for this game. Uh, we did a whole podcast about this game, so I'm not going to talk right. too much yeah, about it. Yeah, we can't harp on too much uh, about it. Yeah, it's that, that game's great. That, so that's my runner-up. Um, so that was um, also my runner-up. I do want to give a very honorable mention to uh, Doom Eternal. So I just got Xbox Game Pass um, like four days ago, and I've played maybe like an hour and a half of Doom Eternal. It's very good. It's super-duper good. I finally beat Doom 2016 this year. That game is super-duper good as well. Um, if I had played more of Doom Eternal, I think... Maybe it could have. Uh, I don't know. That's, overtaken Final Fantasy Seven, but like know. again, like at this point, I can't make that determination. I haven't played enough of it. I played Final Fantasy Seven through to completion. Uh, you've listened to how much I bitch and moan about the length of JRPGs in the past. And this one's definitely like felt its length for sure. But I didn't. I wasn't mad at it for being a forty-hour game. It was very good. Very detailed and well-realized world. I had never played the original Final Fantasy Seven, so I have none of those feelings of like nostalgia or obligation to what it needed to be and i just was able to enjoy it on its own merits um but doom eternal is also really fucking good and you should play it (laughs) got it um okay so multiplayer experience of the year Mm -hmm. jake what's uh this is i have been so tortured over the the runner-up for this game the 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 winner is is clear and distinct and it will make you angry but the runner-up has been tough because there are so many i played a lot of uh for the for the king was probably like the first like isolation game that i played that you you showed me and i got a whole bunch of other people to play that with me like other friends i hadn't talked to in a while or like reached out like hey how are you doing like i know new york is kind of nuts right now but like hey i'm doing well by the way like let's play this video game called for the king right so that was a whole lot of fun i had some really good experiences playing Baldur's gate 3 with friends online of course like yep. fall guys and among us exploded um but i think this is my only double dip in the in the in the episode i think Ooh. it has to be age of empires 2 definitive edition i played this a lot with uh friends friends of the podcast andrew and brendan uh it was it's been like a whole lot of fun just like having that be like a consistent game we play uh brendan and i have dabbled versus playing against pvp but for the most part we're just like the three of us playing against uh ai and it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's been like a really good kind of like comforting experience uh, to have during during quarantine. So yeah, Age of Empires two definitive edition, my runner up, my winner, Tony. Mm. It's Resident Evil six. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> the fuck? 
<laughs> so I played this with Nessie. <laughs> we played we played all three of the multiplayer campaigns uh, of this game on PlayStation. This game is a it's a shit show. It is a big, dumb, stupid action movie with a lot of big, dumb gameplay decisions that make it like <laughs> super frustrating and hilarious. They institute a melee attack, so you can just like you, you and your friend can get together and just like punch zombies to death it's just it's so so dumb and it's so fun and nessie and i playing this game together for a long time during quarantine was just such a such a such a fun and like comforting experience um i know our our friend dj played played the solo which just is a bad decision never play this game alone it's terrible and it will break you only play with a friend and don't take it seriously (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I told you. I told you it might make you a little angry. That's and you know what? That doesn't make me angry. That just makes me happy. Just, just super happy. We're playing Dead Space Three right now because we want to keep this like mid two thousands bad co op action uh, yeah. horror game games train going. <laughs> games that definitely don't need co op, but just jammed it in there. Yep. 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 Yeah. Dead Space Three also pretty pretty damn bad. <laughs> pretty bad video game god after dead space 2 as well like dead space 2 is like one of my favorite video games and dead space 3 is such <laughs> a let down oh my god Yeesh. all right i'm really curious i'm curious to see what you got in this one tony because i know you've been playing you just you play multiplayer games a lot more than me in general so i want to uh-huh. hear your takes on this <laughs> so there's one obvious one that I could slot in here, and I'm just gonna have have it be an honorable mention because this this game gets uh, it's due later. But uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate mm-hmm. uh, could be an honorable mention here. I played a lot of this with people this year, um, but my runner up is Deep Rock Galactic. Oh yeah, uh, Deep Rock Galactic from uh, Ghost Ship Games. Uh, it hit 1.0 this year, uh, so it counts. But it's been in early access for a while. I didn't play it in early access. Um, but this game is so fucking neat. It is such a neat game. And, um, you know, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's basically like equal parts left for dead in Minecraft, um, Mm -hmm. with, I don't, I don't even know, some like rogue light and like elements to it because every world is like procedurally generated. Like it's, it is such a neat concept for a game. Um, it is perfect to play with friends or by yourself. Uh, the other thing that's really cool about this game um, that makes it a amazing multiplayer experience is they have amazing uh, Discord integration, and their Discord is very well put together. You can you always find people playing in there together and like uh, helping each other out and. and uh, it's very easy to find groups of people to play that game with. But even outside of that, uh, or maybe uh, distinctly because they put so much time into their community management, even when you're playing with random people online, I've I've never really been like kicked from a game for things that like were not my fault. I've never run into people that like spam the chat with just nonsense like you can find in a lot of video games yeah. everybody's very welcoming and want to work together uh it's it's great it's a it's a fantastic video game and it was like one of the the better quarantine experiences that i had uh playing a multiplayer game so that that's my runner up my winner which you've already talked about a little bit is for the king yeah uh, much like you, I uh, I played a lot of this game early on in the pandemic, and uh, it has fallen off as of late. But when I think back on some of my my favorite memories, like multiplayer memories of the year, so many of them are from For the King. So Iron Oak Games, you guys you guys made an incredible game, and I, and I hope I hope whatever is next is something that is as good as this. Uh, even if that's not possible. Um, this game's great. Uh, it's, it is such a fun game to play with. Like three player is also like an interesting number. Like there's not mm-hmm. often times that like, I think to play a specific three player game, but it works in this really well. Thinking back to when me, you and her monster beat 
the original for the king map that like all on stream that one time it was like yeah. what, four four and a half hours like however long that took that was so much fun it was so hype it's so silly it is just such a such a good game it's it very silly i love that it's uh, a very cooperative um i just, i love cooperative multiplayer games more anyway uh, but this is like a very good one and it requires a lot of like deep cooperation and strategizing like you make your own story in the game like it's got Emergent its own sort of story to it but like yeah. you've got yeah you got like you're making your own kind of like narrative and like giving characterizations to the characters that you're playing yep. uh yeah for the king is very very good it's and because it is it feels like so D and D inspired, where inspired, where you have here's your, here are your uh, skill attributes, and it's all dice rolls, and you can improve your odds by uh, customizing your character in these other ways. But like for the most part, it's very simple. Like the the rules are very simple to that game, but mm-hmm. they because it's a procedurally generated board game, and because there are so many different events and items and characters, and you know having. Uh, three different maps that you can play on and a fourth one that is just do whatever like free like free explore it is such a it's such a good game it is such a it's it's the type of game that uh i will always keep installed on my computer because if there's a night where i'm trying to play a game with somebody and we can't figure out what to play that's a awesome game to do you Mm -hmm. know it's always a good time so yeah for the king best multiplayer experience of my year for show for show a bit more a bit more well put together than resident resident evil 6 a little bit but you know what they both have hilarious glitches i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) resident evil 6 is just like oops all glitch exactly you you can like you can trip over dead bodies and like just random shit in the environment and it is such a dumb addition to like have in the game yeah it's It's only an inconvenience that game is terrible i love it (laughs) you're so odd um (laughs) all right well let's take a take a quick (laughs) let's trip into this break real quick and uh take a second (laughs) before we hop into our next three categories that will begin with our most anticipated games for 2021. So sit tight, and we will be right back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Jake here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Hey, I Like That Game. If you have a question or a recommendation for Tony and I, you can reach us on our email address, which is heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet me at likethatgame, or you can find our Facebook page, which is the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. We're back, everybody. Uh, sorry to keep you in anticipation over that break, but we have to talk about the games that are most anticipated for next year. But before we look forward, Tony, let's take a look back. Do you remember what you said were your most anticipated games for 2020? Yeah, so I have written down right here. It is uh, it's a crapshoot. First on that list was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Turned out pretty well. Got, yeah, uh, I'd say. Got the runner-up from uh, for that one. Uh, the next is Cyberpunk, <laughs> Cyberpunk, twenty seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. So that have you played a, that? No, I, it's a garbage I have fire. not either. Yeah, it's a garbage fire. I have no. It's too hot to touch. Uh, <laughs> next one on here is Last of Us Part Two, which I like. Uh, if I would have played that this year, it could have been a, a game of the year for me. I, I don't know. Like it won a lot of those awards, uh, but I couldn't uh, see myself playing something as brutal as that game this year. Like my my, That's fair. my fragile psyche cannot handle that <laughs> right now. Um, but uh, so there's that. And then Windjammers Two was on this kit on this list, and that game was actually delayed until next year. It's not even coming out yet. So, oh man, um, you did play some of that at um, PAX in the before times, right? Yes, I did. I did. Um, but that was that wasn't even this year though. That was last year. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess no, I did play Windjammers two this year because they they had a demo that came out. So apparently that game is being delayed because they're 
trying to fix their online. So mm, that's nice. Uh, I would rather have that. I would rather have um, you know an excellent online multiplayer experience for that game, so the community can maintain it. You know? Right. Right. But uh, but yeah. So that's my stuff. What about you? What was your uh, fa- most anticipated so uh i had well breath of the wild 2 which of course did not come out this year unless no show uh, didn't hear a damn unless, thing unless i really didn't missed hear, something didn't didn't hear word one about um that game this and year. then there there i also had cyberpunk 2077 which i have not played um i will play it at some point either when i get uh my upgrade my pc more or it gets just like yep. kind of maybe optimized a bit better or if they just kind of make a functioning ps4 version um i'll definitely pick that up um but the only one that came out and i had the chance to play was the resident evil 3 remake um re2 remake was i think my game of the year last year i loved it and the 3 remake was was it was solid it was the same game engine they added a bit more like functionality and that there's like a dodge button and like a yeah. dodge function now but it, it wasn't as good it was definitely more of an actiony game than two was which isn't of course necessarily bad like resident evil 4 is one of my favorite games ever and that one's insanely actiony but i didn't have that same like replayability and kind of tension and atmosphere to it that um re2 remake had still solid still like a good game that i enjoyed playing but um nowhere nowhere near the level of the two remake and we'll see what happens with this uh four remake if it if it ever occurs but right. man seeing seeing little ramon salazar rendered in 4k graphics might be might be worth the price of admission <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> but uh, let's let's uh, now what's uh, what's on the list for 2021, Tony? All right, so we'll start the list off. I have two runners up and then a winner. Um, my runner up first is Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, I am actually I am actually really looking forward to this game, mm-hmm. um, mainly because you know my wife Christy, she loves harry potter and like we've been watching some of the movies together and i've always been kind of like not super into harry potter mm-hmm. um but from the trailer that we saw earlier this year of um hogwarts legacy like the official announcement trailer because this has been rumored forever um it it looks neat that game could be really neat and um i'm looking forward to seeing what that game is um yeah, yeah definitely excited for what what the promise of that game could be now uh will it live up to that the only time will tell but i i am eagerly awaiting that game second runner-up windjammers 2 man <laughs> fuck keep it on the list i want that game so damn bad and and like like i was saying before if they're delaying it for online multiplayer to like stabilize that that is everything you know, like I, when that game comes out, I want to be able to instantly play with people relatively lag free. Cause when mm-hmm. I played that demo, that was a problem. It was a problem. Oh, so yeah, if they're taking this extra time to do like, okay, we're doing rollback netcode, we're doing GGPO, you know, that, that takes a lot of work. But if that, if they can do that successfully, hell yeah, slam dunk Windjammers two might be able to like keep a consistent community going for a long time and i would love to see that so when jammers too i'll buy that game when it comes out you know uh it's my stamp of approval. glowing endorsement i will purchase that game <laughs> yes let, uh, so the winner the winner of my category you, this may shock you uh-huh is halo infinite oh um, that does shock me i i like halo games a lot I do. I have skipped. I skipped Halo Five. Uh, I played Halo Four, and I was like, "Yeah, this was okay," but like, didn't love it. I would love to see what happens with this game. It mm-hmm. like the the brief showing that they did of it before it was delayed twice. It, that game was supposed to be out this year, by the way. Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy to me. But it's like, be a what title. they did show of that game, I was actually like on board with. People were all saying it looked like shit, and it's like, oh my god, this looks terrible. I I didn't get any of that. Like. They added a grappling hook to it, which makes the makes combat every more game kinetic. better. 
Yeah. Right. It makes it more kinetic, you know, like, which I like uh, the way that uh, Doom, Doom 2016 was a fucking great game because it moved well, you know, like you could, there was a lot of uh, ways that you could clear a room in like really effective and fast ways. And I, and I feel like eternal does it even better with like it, you know, yeah. things to close from what I've played thus gap. far. It is, it is yeah. such so nice to move into that game. Right. But like it, it has those gap closers, right? Which are really compelling in first person shooter experiences to me. I am not a sniper. I like medium quarters. Like I want battle rifle, combat distance Mm -hmm. i don't know like that that game could be really really awesome and whatever they have cooked up for their multiplayer and like they they just had a big uh blog post a couple days ago when they uh yeah it was a couple days ago but where they kind of detailed kind of like some of the art systems and like how progression is gonna work it's gonna feel a lot more like halo reach which was my favorite halo multiplayer experience um so like i'm I'm ready to get really deep into a Halo game again, and I really hope it's this one. Um, so, yeah, fall 2021. Let's let's see. Let's Finish see what, the fight again. Right, and, and, like, the other thing is that, like, Microsoft has to nail this game. Yeah. And the fact that they're willing to delay it as much as they did. Like, they were really banking on that being a launch title, and for them to put it back, like, a whole year, like, I mean... It, it kind of like sucks, but like it's it's good. It inspires confidence. It, it to some people that like says the exact opposite. But I I like you am, am looking at this like okay they trust they trust the team to make this product as good as it can be. And like it mm-hmm. the the thing that I worry about is that the industry moves very quickly. So like do they get what if like the new battle royale comes out? You know the new hot genre. Do they all of a sudden have to start pivoting? Like having more time is more time that you could start uh-huh. going in different directions. I, I don't know. It just they they duke nukem forever. It yeah. I don't think that's that's like not even possible. That's not even possible with this game. I don't feel like I am very very interested. Very interested in what what they're um, what they're selling. So mm-hmm. yeah, Halo Infinite, most anticipated. Jake, what about you? What what are you excited for? What are you hyped for this? Season? So I have I have three runners ups. And one winner, two of the runners-ups will just be, like, real quick, because there's no indication they will actually be coming out in 2021. Uh, sure. Of course, Breath of the Wild 2 on the list once again. And then Elder Scrolls Six. Um, yep. I don't anticipate either of those games being released this year. Uh, just I feel like there'd be a bit more information and or hype about it if they were. But if they are, that's definitely very anticipated. Yeah. My main runner-up is actually the uh, Mass Effect trilogy remaster oh okay yeah yeah uh massive the mass effect trilogy is a very influential and meaningful series of games to me i i really loved all three of those games and the story there the characters there super great and that's a, a set of games i would love to play like with drea because they're i think they're engaging yep. they have like a neat story and there's enough character choice there where she can also interact with it and it's yep. like it's fun for us to play games in that in that way um but i've tried to play mass effect one again recently and it's just it's just it's just not there man it's just not yeah. fun to play anymore and i'm curious to see specifically what they do with one in that remaster if they give it like the two and three combat style or if they try to like make something more that would, approachable that would be tough with to the do. one yeah it, like it would be it, tough like it is super hard because you can't just like put a different whole different combat style onto an rpg you but can't, like you i can't. hope they There's, do something with it i yeah i that's actually a really good pick and i i am looking forward to play that game with my wife too you know like mm-hmm. uh that's gonna be super fun i oh man it's gonna be so hard for me not to be like we have to pick this this path so that like this character can survive like it's gonna be so hard for me not to say stuff like that <laughs> i know i'm gonna try to do the same thing because i always saved all my crew members but if, yeah like, yeah i will do the best to influence decisions but <laughs> but not I make will them not, i will not sway the vote <laughs> Um, and then my most anticipated game of 2021, and why it was very important for us to set that precedent about Hades earlier, it is Baldur's Gate 3. The yes. full release is planned for October 2021. Uh, Tony, both you and I have been playing that in early access. 
It's great. And it is a uh, oh, it is such a good game. It is a super well realized uh, Dungeons and Dragons port with phenomenal characters. A game that seems to be able to anticipate a whole lot of different outcomes based on what you do as your character. Um, and I'm 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 hopeful for that game uh, getting some more some more love in over the next year, some full development, and that full release is going to be uh, something I'm hotly looking forward to. Yeah, I'm really glad that this hit your list because I want to talk about it too. <laughs> like this, like I am super duper excited for what the full release of this game could mm-hmm. be if there is a campaign editor or if mods are if you could easy. like actually like dm a dnd game in this dude holy shit like, that's the system that i would st- like i've always been looking for a game where i can like just sit with the tools and create something um that would be the f- that would be the first that would be like yes i have mm-hmm. ideas i i'll sit down and fuck around with these tools as bad as they could be you know i it I'll can't be worse than tabletop it. simulator which is a nightmare to try to get like a campaign to work in right exactly exactly um or even if it's like you know a, a normal D session is going to be always it's always going to be more open than what you could do in a video game just mm-hmm. by the sheer way of the game the limitations of a virtual game you know um it like if if the tools are good enough where you can like write a fun crazy story with it i it would be so much fun to do like, i'm just so eager to uh to play in that world some more especially after being in a dungeon and dragon campaign now for you know over a year seeing things in that game that i know from actual D and being able to like oh yeah that's how that works or like i'm like learning more bringing things from both games like over to one another if that makes any sense you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it'll be it'll be cu- cool to see what happens with that game as it keeps getting patches and what it eventually turns into um but even yeah. in early access i'm i've been having a great time with it yeah agreed that game's awesome well so... favorite favorite game of the year now not of that came out in 2020 but just you know just like our favorite game we've been messing around with like i this i'm not sure if you can tell this about me tony but i play a lot of games that are not that are not modern <laughs> yeah, right right and it's so, and same here i guess um but yeah, this is favorite game of the year. Could could come out whenever. Could be on any platform. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one, and it's one with a bullet. One with uh, a bullet. Well, I got I got two. So my runner up is Monster Train. Yeah. Uh, another deck building roguelike game. Uh, Monster Train is very very fun i was trying to like fish for a better description than just calling something very fun again for probably like the 15th time this episode but it is a very fun video game uh a good variation i like the card unlock methodology i wish there was like a bit more unlock outside of the run but there is a lot of uh, movement within a specific run a lot of variation a lot of personalization um one of the things i think deck building roguelikes do particularly well is they allow you to build synergies in a way that is uh more under not understandable but like more immediate and defined than maybe like hades like hades was definitely going to have its synergies between different types of boons but it's not as distinct and achievable as uh, a card deck building game and monster train does that super well I like that it gives you a primary hero and then, like, a fallback hero, which will alter your deck combination. They just put in a huge patch that doubled the amount of heroes in it, yep. put in new encounters and stuff like that. Uh, Monster Train, super-duper co- good, roguelike. And, game rules. The uh, game rules. Yeah, ruled. And the winner, this is going to be just the most absolute, monstrously cliche pick, but I uh, picked up the super mario 3d remaster for the switch and uh, super mario 64 is as good as you remember it everybody that is my favorite <laughs> game of the year it's it's super fun i did a super mario 64 star. is your game of the week I'm, i know that's i had awesome. a really i had no, a really tough awesome. time with this one <laughs> that's so awesome well last year my game of the year was point blank two at the arcade <laughs> light shooter so i'm like i can get nuts for my game of the year can't yeah, I, I this is <laughs> 
You go bonkers with it, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, I did a 120-star run-through of Super Mario 64. It is so fun. The worlds are great. The music is phenomenal. The jumping and control is sweet. So good. Does it, it just, map well to the uh Yeah, to it maps Switch? well. I haven't played it. They just recently put in a patch for camera controls. I'm not sure if that means, like, now, like, in Super Mario 64, the camera is just, like, seamlessly bound to the right stick. If that's the case, that is huge. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's that way. I haven't booted it up uh, since that patch came in. But, like, even with the classic control, it ports very well to the Switch. It plays very well. Um, yeah, Super Mario 64. Uh, unpopular opinion, but it's a it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is not an unpopular opinion. <laughs> but is, then yeah, uh, Super Mario Sunshine just like took all the wind out of my sails, and I haven't even touched Galaxy yet because I've just like been so dude play demeaned. Galaxy. Okay, that'll be your right. game of the year next year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. <Super Mario. laughs> game of the year 2021. Ocarina of Time. Have you heard? Have you heard of this one? <laughs> we played you it guys for the podcast three years ago. <laughs> All right, I want I want to hear what your your game of the year that's so damn important that it just like swallowed up the runner up in utero. Number one with a bullet is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, of course um, it is, a hundred percent. So, um, we've talked a lot about how the pandemic has like affected video games for us, mm-hmm. and one of the things that has been really awesome about this whole time in my life, I guess is the amount of people that I'm playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with and like staying connected with people it's been so much easier to do that because of that video game and because of like growing this Discord and starting this Try Hard Tuesdays tournament like doing all of that stuff has like propelled me this year 2020 has been dark you know uh Smash has been awesome through all of that Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's like uh it sucks because nintendo is like being really bad about (laughs) building their community the whole you know free melee stuff you know them shutting down these tournaments and you know just not not being understanding of the community is like a real bummer but like the community that i've been able to build and be a part of this whole time has been excellent and so good and in building that and trying to like and like playing competitively every week has gotten me a lot better at that game which is like makes me feel good again you know like i used to be so good at melee and then i would get smacked around by you know tournament quality players and it's like it really like humbles you right and now we're i'm like back to that level where and actually beyond that because i'm I'm playing people that are like really good at the game and i still get beat but i'm like well i could i might be able to figure that out or like i could i could at least take a stock off that person you know like mm-hmm. i'm i'm better than i've ever been at that game it, it feels good that the time i've invested in it has made me better at the game and like made me happier i guess like, I, I don't know like smash has enabled me to do a lot of stuff this year that has been really cool you know like part of our charity tournament was smash brothers like that was like i think more, like that a was big like a, part like one of the biggest yeah it was like a quarter it. of our our thing and like that was such a cool thing in general um so yeah like smash brothers has been this like constant awesome thing this year so and then Sephiroth and then like, Sephiroth what? came out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that was bonkers. Like it, it's a hundred percent my favorite video game this year. Yeah, I think uh, like that really speaks of um, what a like wholesome and meaningful hobby that this can be, and why games like like maybe like For the King have been just like so uh, especially like powerful this year is that it is able to bring bring us together in these in these ways that are just impossible just restricted by our situation and when you're able to like better yourself through through those games and like be welcoming and invite others into that space to like have these experiences and like have that growth with you too it's 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 been something that's been phenomenal and I think you're definitely getting that from Ultimate. 
I mean, like, I've gotten that from Ultimate, too. Like, I've been, you know, frustrated with my own play because it's not as good and I don't want to put in the time into a fighting game. But, like, I still have, like, a really good time being in these tournaments that you put on. And, yeah. It's, it, it's like, it, it's a, you meet a lot of cool people. Absolutely. Know, play, and it's like, playing competitive games like this, like, you learn about the person by playing. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can tell things about somebody by how they play the game. It's like you're you're speaking another language, and that's been re- it's been really fun playing the game regularly with people from all different walks of life all over the country. It's it's been super cool. And like, if you ever want to play Super Smash Brothers, Ultimate, <laughs> try Hard Tuesdays every Tuesday, five thirty Pacific. Open invitation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just been, it's just been so much fun. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Jake? Favorite? Wait, are we? Well, I already did mine. On, yeah. We, so we're on favorite podcast. <laughs> what about me? What's my favorite podcast game? Is that what you're asking yeah, right okay, now? Okay, hold on. Let's, okay, so here's a cut. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting emotional. I got like, I'm like welling up over deep here. there. Yeah. <laughs> You had just forgotten uh, me talking about Super Mario 64. Yeah, I... God, that's just such a curveball. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. I was, I was expecting you to say something more like uh, Civ or Civ. like I am Among amazed I did like, not play an ungodly amount of Civ 6. But not, not on this list, unfortunately. Not on this list. So, uh, Jake... Favorite podcast episode of the year. This is the most important. This is the most important. This was also probably the most difficult for me, too. Um, Really? I think last year we had a lot of very, very good games. Some, like, strong classics. Um, We had, like, Metroid Fusion... Uh, which didn't even didn't even make it onto my list, but it's still like such a such a good game. We Great had um, Total Annihilation, one of my favorite games, like growing up, which again wasn't on my list. Just like saying the caliber of stuff on there, Bioshock, Luigi's Mansion. We had like really strong games last year, and not saying that we had like play like only shit games in 2020 for the podcast, but there are a lot more games that were like a like a. Five, six, seven out of ten kind of games that were sure. like solid but not like phenomenal, and it made it difficult for me to pick one or like two specifically that like stood out. So I do have two runners up and a winner, and they're in an order right now. But like that order would probably <laughs> change depending on just like my my disposition on a certain day. But this is what sure, they sure. are right now. Uh-huh. So. Um, I'll do the runners up quickly. So my runner up number one is Limbo. I think that game had like a cool aesthetic, neat puzzles, and was like very snappy for us to get through. Um, but like did its stuff that it did pretty dang well and was enjoyable. Then my my first runner up was Mario Tennis for the Game Boy. Ooh, that uh, being able to play it mobily, I played probably more of it than any other podcast game this year. Uh, just for like the ease of play, but it's like it was, it was still fun. It was still like had good progression in the character. the The gameplay gameplay loop was engaging, and tennis itself is just like a dynamic enough game where uh, if it's put into a video game reasonably well, it's it's fun to play. And Mario Tennis definitely was was one of those games. Uh, but my winner favorite podcast game game of the year i think you're gonna be pretty happy about this one tony was skies of arcadia what i really i really really liked that game i think it was a very solid jrpg really good characterization interesting world the ship combat like took a long time but it was like a neat sort of wrinkle to the gameplay you fight against these like giant gigas like the mechs that were like neat boss battles too um all in all i think it was a really really solid game uh and it was my my favorite podcast game of the year that that's awesome that I, i was not expecting that that makes me so happy i'm glad yeah that was a good pick that was a good pick and a very good game fantastic so uh my favorite podcast episode uh the it's funny. Only I think only one of these I actually gave a hey I like that game too. But so I had a lot of fun like we had a lot of 
fun episodes this year. We didn't play a lot of great games, I feel like, overall. Uh-huh. Not like last, like in years past. Um, so my first runner-up, like you, Limbo. Yeah. Um, that game was a delight. Uh, I have, like I said in the episode, I, I have played other games from those guys, and I didn't really like them as much, but this one was great. I, I really enjoyed Limbo. So Limbo. Um, next runner-up, Jet Force Gemini. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> that game is shit, but I had <laughs> such a fun time recording that episode. And, you know, shout out to uh, our guest on there, Andrew DeFever. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Scott for suggesting Limbo. Way to be, man. That was a great suggestion. But same thing with Jet Force Gemini was a suggestion from from Andrew. And I had a great time with that episode. I think... Uh, is one of our one of our funniest episodes. Uh, that was fun. I liked that. I liked mm-hmm. it. <laughs> the game, um, though. Ooh. <laughs> so speaking of ugh, my my favorite podcast episode of the year was Star Fox Adventure. Oh no, <laughs> that game was so fucking bad. <laughs> that game was so bad. It was so bad. I feel and, like we came at this this category in different ways. I was like saying the best podcast game, and you're just like saying the best fucking episodes we did. <laughs> I well, okay. So the category is favorite podcast game. So I guess it's like eh, it works. You know, like it's, it's, it's for nobody's the podcast. wrong here. I, this is not. I would never say uh, Star Fox Adventure is a good game, but my god, I've never wrote more notes that are hilarious. <laughs> Then uh, it was playing this game. It, like the the game was bad on so many levels. And then like you know that one like website that I looked up that they were talking about fucking um, crystal. And it's like I'm pretty sure that's how furries got started. Like yeah. it, all of that stuff was just so fun. It was so funny. I. I <sighs> It's so bad, but I have to say I did not expect Star Fox Adventures to make an appearance in this episode. Oh my god, it's so bad. The game is so bad, but like I played a lot of that game. I played so much of it. Oh man, that was so much fun. Well, let's 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 have a New Year's resolution to pick better games for each other next year. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of that, Jake, it's funny you say that. Cause we oh, have yeah? A game do you that... have a game for me right now? We have to pick a game right now. Oh, we do. So, Jake, um, the next game we're playing for, hey, I like that game. So, this is one of the first games that I thought of when like we decided to do this show. It's been on my list for a very long time, very eagerly awaiting it. We are going to play the 1998 PS1 classic Mega Man Legends. Oh, we're doing another Mega Man game! We're getting, we're getting back on that Mega Man train. Mega Man Legends is such a weird and cool game that it's like it's hard to even call it a Mega Man game because there's not a lot of things that are uh, Mega Man about it, but, they, but there's just some, there's something about that game that I remember absolutely loving and... This is going to be fun. Megalan Legends for the PS1. All right. Mm-hmm. There's our next game. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for joining us for the, the second annual international Hey, I Like That Game Awards. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us through this year, too. I, I We have to give a huge shout-out to all our listeners, all our supporters, um, especially for the the charity live stream we did, the amount of uh, interaction we got there was was so so great to get from everybody, and we were able to raise so much money for a, a great cause for Nami there, and um, just it was, it was it was really really great to just be able to see that from everybody who who listens to our show or just like who knows us and who likes us for their own reasons i'm not sure why the jury's still out and why people might like us <laughs> yeah i don't fucking get it <laughs> uh but yeah it this has been a crazy year and the mm-hmm. stuff that we do for this show has been uh, a great distraction from yeah all this shit um happening around but us. it's been nice it's been great to be able to share it with you tony uh you know what jake 
I, I don't say enough, but I really appreciate you as a co-host, Aw, thanks, man. Right? Uh, I appreciate you letting me be your co-host. I remember when you first told me about this podcast idea, I was trying to think of the best way to incept into your brain that you would, like, select <laughs> me as your co-host. <laughs> Jake, I already knew that was going to be the plan, but you play the long game. Yeah, see, now... you, you think you thought that because I incepted you so damn well. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time when uh, we go one nothing. one dream layer deeper. <laughs> once is the one where I get to like go skiing on a crazy mountain. If we once we get to that layer, that's I mean, that's coming out in twenty twenty four. Oh, f- great! Is that a climate change joke? <laughs> oh God! Oh no! No, you made me sad again. We were just getting out of twenty twenty. You can't make me wait, sad wait again. <laughs> Was that too far? I feel like it was just enough. Oh, man. No such thing. Um, Well, everybody, have a great and safe new year. Um, Don't go to big parties and please wear masks. Right. Happy holidays. Happy happy new year. Wear a mask. Love somebody. As always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games! See y'all in the next year. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And also drop us a rating and review. It would really mean a lot to us. Thanks. Tune in next time.